Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to the Hyphen Weekend Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Wilbanks, and I want to welcome you to the show this week. I hope you had a great week. hope it's been fun. I believe that God is going to talk to us today. He's going to talk to us about powerful purpose and how God will help us through and help our potential become success. Again, welcome to the show. I thank you for joining me. Let's get started. Hey, what's up, guys? First, I'd like to say I hope you've had an awesome week, and I want to extend a huge thank you to you all for joining in with me on the podcast today. I believe that the hyphen generation is ready to unlock and experience the greatest revival that this world has ever known. On this podcast, we will focus on preparing, equipping, and empowering hyphen across our nation and world to engage with purpose, their great commission. Your time is here and now. I'm your host, Matt Wilbanks, and this is the Hyphen Weekend Podcast. What's up, guys? Again, I'd like to say welcome to the Hyphen Weekend Podcast. I believe today is going to be special. I clap my hand again. Sorry about that. Uh, today is going to be special. Also, I do apologize in advance. I'm not going to edit this because... We're living in real life, so I feel like an, a raw version is good for us. And uh, we just finished up, finished up prayer at the church, and I'm in my office, and there may be children and other people walking by my office door, and I have a crazy bunch of group of people here. <laughs> we have a lot of fun. And uh, they might come by yelling or screaming or jumping up and down. I'm not sure. But if you hear it, I apologize. But this is life, and we're just living it, right? I want to read to you a scripture today, and it's Hebrews chapter number one, or 12, verse number 1 and 2. My daughter just came in and waved at me and whispered, I love you, which is great, and said bye. Um, so I'm trying not to be distracted here. Um, but anyways, love her too, right? And so Hebrews chapter number 12, verse number 1, it says, Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience, ouch, the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, the right hand of the throne of God is a whole nother Bible study. Um, we can get into that later if you want to. Send me a message and we can dive in. Um, but this is... Here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. There's only one Lord, one faith, one baptism. That's all Bible. So so we're going to go on beyond that. But this is not what we're talking about. We're talking about, I'm pretty sure that's my son screaming. I'm sorry, guys. It's okay. We're going to be talking about the weight and the sin that so easily besets us. It's a heavy weight. And and I started, I thought about this. I actually was in prayer before I started to record this. And this just stuck into my spirit. And I felt like this is what God would want me to talk to you about. But anyways, I have worked for the past four years at Alcorn Central District, um, but I've worked at, more specifically at Alcorn Central Schools, and for the first two years of my career, I worked in the middle school, and this past two years, I have been in the high school, and I'm starting my fifth year this year. So it's been a great time. I've worked with some great people. We've had a, we have a great family there. Um, but, but the first two years, I coached high school football and middle school football. I was a head middle school football coach. And 
I served in that capacity for the first couple of years. The third year, I, I sort of stepped back a little bit. I did middle school football, but I also did powerlifting. And then last year, I've sort of phased myself out. I started with high school and middle school, and then I, and I just moved down middle school. And then the last two years, I have done high school powerlifting. And so I've been involved in that capacity. I have a good friend who was the coach there. He wanted me to help, and I did everything that I could. Uh, he pretty much ran the show. I just like lifting the weights. He liked running the show, so we worked that together, and so it was good. But I digress. Anyways, in that, I learned a lot about powerlifting. And I also learned that your goal in powerlifting is to lift as much as you can in the right form and get as many points as you can. We did have a state champion last year, two state champions, champions in fact, and uh, they represented our school very well. We had one record breaker um, for, for heavyweight. I think he was in the 305 weight class or right in there, and he lifted like 700 pounds. It was pretty cool. Um, but he broke the record. The place went crazy. It was awesome. And it's also awesome to think about you and I when we break records like in the spirit and we're able to break through things and break through stuff. I imagine that the angels in heaven and God, they're, they're clapping their hands. They're cheering the same as that man who put that 700 pounds on his back. He squatted down, and I was thinking, I don't know if he's coming back up. But he did. He bounced right back up. He finished it off, and the place went crazy. That is the same thing that happens when you and I are carrying weights and heavy things in our lives, and we find a way to break through. We find a way to take the pressure and take all that stuff and just lift it. And when we do that, everybody in heaven is going crazy. They're clapping for us. They're rejoicing with us. Hopefully the body around you is clapping for you too. I'm excited when my brother succeeds. I'm, I'm excited when my brother is successful and we all should be. And we all should be grateful. We shouldn't be comparing ourselves to one another. So if they succeed, it doesn't mean I don't succeed. It means that I should be happy for them in their uh, season of, of rejoicing, happy in them for their season of victory. And I should be rejoicing with them to move myself toward that same place. But anyways, so powerful purpose. And so I was reading this before, and it says, aside, lay aside every weight and every sin which doth so easily beset us. Lifting heavy weights, I know because I like to lift weights. In fact, I'm finally getting back into a good rhythm in lifting weights. So I, I worked out uh, chest is my favorite thing. I'm sure it's a lot of other people's favorite thing as well. But I finally got back to 315 on the chest on bench. I started working out last night. I put 315 on the bench. I repped it out five times. I was like, oh, man, this is good. I feel like I'm getting back. And I did it three more times, five sets, 15 times. I lifted 315 pounds, and I felt good doing it because I've lifted a lot more than that. And I could look at it and say, man, I've lifted a lot more than this. But you know what? I'm on my way back, and I'm on my way to getting in back into a good rhythm. And that's the same thing that, that we need to apply as well. Like, we can look at a situation and say, man, I've been here. I've been much further than this. Don't look at it like that. Look at it like, you know what? I've been further, but I've been here too, and I beat this before, so I'm going to beat this again. And that's free advice. I'm, I'm, that's free. I'm not even going to charge you for that one. You've been there. You've beaten that. So guess what? If you face it again, you can overcome it again. Just go through it. Lift it. Be powerful with your purpose. But anyways, so I was reading this, and I and this was in my spirit, and it said, lay aside every weight that so easily does uh, weight and sin that so easily besets us. And again, it's heavy to carry around heavyweight, draining to carry around heavyweight, rather. And uh, it's, it's very consuming. It takes away joy. It takes away um, strength. Because you're you're drained, it takes away all this stuff. When we're carrying things that really don't sh sh 
shouldn't be in our lives to carry, whether it's sin or it's just distraction or whatever it is, it tends to cause us to be drained. It takes away our joy. It takes away our energy. And we're losing our energy and all these things that God has given us on things that really don't belong in our life. Either the adversary has tried to place that on us and keep us distracted, or we have made a mistake and carried sin instead of living a repented lifestyle and just repenting and moving on. We carry it with us, and it turns into shame and guilt, and we begin. We cannot hear from God when we start doing that because our eyes start to turn on me and I'm insecure at that moment and I can't be confident if I'm insecure. I can't be bold if I'm in, insecure. I, I, I can't go boldly into the throne room. I can't go boldly into the streets if I'm insecure because of shame or guilt or things of that nature. And that's why the adversary tries to give those things to us because it causes us to disconnect from God and the world and causes us to look internally. And you and I both struggle. Every human struggles. And we're going to look at, we might be doing 95 things good but if there's one thing wrong that's what our minds are trained to look at we look at the negative and we look at the at how awful this is or whatever the case is and and we we don't always look at the positive side of things and so that's the adversary's goal to try to put that on us and anyway so I started to think about this a purpose that is powerful and that the heavy weight that we carry trying to make it to our purpose and, and, and be successful. And so I started to think about this thing. You and I both are born with a particular thing. We are, we are born and then we are born again. Uh, we repent of our sins. We're baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of our sins. And then we receive a gift of the Holy Ghost. Um, and so when we receive this, we become full of this word, potential. I have been born into potential. There are some things that God has put into my life, but over my life, and I could potentially be very successful in this area. God has called me to preach. He's called me to sing. He's called me to do all these kind of things. Whatever the the, the label you have found that you think, think fits your life and the calling of your life that you've prayed about, that you've went through your man of God with, and you've, you've developed into this area, and God will develop it as you go, and, and so on and so forth. These things come to pass, and we, we start to see a mirror, and we start to build this 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 field of a ministry and all these things start to come along with us and that is per- potential it's, it's born with a potential and so this is how the track works all right so there is potential and since you and i have potential the adversary is going to stop that so he's going to bring in problems so we got potential and then we got problems okay so how do we get from potential through problems well it's one of my favorite subjects in the world And that word is purpose. Purpose will drive me, a passionate purpose will drive me from potential through problems and eventually help me find success in the work of God. It will help me find God and what he's trying to do in my life. It'll help me stay focused whenever I get weight in my hand that don't belong or whether I get sin in my life that I need to get repented and get free from, let the blood cover that, the multitude of sins that come along with with that and the cross. He already knew it was going to happen, and he died anyways. He already knew we were going to struggle, and he went up there anyways. He chose me over my mistakes, and that is a very powerful thing. So let me just tell you a story, and then I'm going to get out of here. There was a time for that I went through that was very trying for me. I went through a, a very tough season in life, and, I, and it took every single day for me to stay focused. It took every single 
ounce of energy for me to make it through a day. And this has only happened one time in my life. So uh, it's not like I wake up every day struggling, but there was a season, just just one time in my life, that everything seemed like it was hanging on by a thread, and any moment could be a lasting moment. I'm sorry if I'm making some noise here, I'm moving the mic around a little bit, but but it could be a lasting a moment that that would change everything in my life. So I was trying to say focus. In fact, there was a time in my life that that there was a specific moment. I remember it like like yesterday. I was in college. I went to Blue Mountain College, and I was. I was in college, and Dr. Honey, uh, he's like the cool cat. He was a cool guy. He, he was real chill. He, he talked to all the students. The students felt like he was one of them, and he treated us like we were one of, him, one of them. And so, but he was highly intellectual. He was the department chair of kinesiology. Um, he was very smart, and when he talked, most of the time I, I, was, I heard his words, but I couldn't listen to them because it was, it was so – he was so – deep in what he was doing like he was super cool and he was talking about dendrites and the roads of the nose of Ranvier and all this stuff and saltadori conduction and I'm just like oh my goodness I am losing my brain sitting here listening to this man but the very last thing that I expected from this man was to change me in a deeper level no offense Dr. Honey if you ever hear this I, I expected to laugh with him I expected to goof off with him I expected to learn from him but I did not feel like it was going to be a very deep thing, but 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 in happenstance situation, it changed. I was sitting in chapel one time, and Dr. Honey did chapel, and I was like, whoa, they got Dr. Honey in here doing chapel? That's cool, because I thought it was going to be funny, laughing, and there was a lot of laughs and fun in that situation, but he starts talking about some things, and God did some things in his life, and I'm all of a sudden engaged it's like those those moments where God comes through out of nowhere and he changes everything. And this is that moment for me. I remember because I was like, this is the moment that I that, that, that things change in my brain. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I'm on the path. I'm almost there. Keep going. It's almost it was like that. And he was talking. And, and he started to talk about his testimony and some things that God had done. And I, in my own life, it was like I was a balloon. Like, I wasn't busted, I wasn't on the ground, but a balloon full of helium, if you let it go, it just floats into the air. You don't know where it goes, you don't know what's happening, but you just know it's going in the air. And you watch it floating into outer space, if you will. And that's that's where my life was. I wasn't going under, I wasn't going to pop or blow up, but I wasn't, I couldn't find my way. I couldn't find my direction. I didn't, I didn't know exactly what God was saying to me. I didn't really know how to get to the other side. And I, and I, I had lost my purpose. That is what happened. So I was just floating through the air. But if you notice there's a jet floating through the air, if there's a balloon that comes past that jet, as it flows through the jet leaves a a thing behind it, uh, an airwave of sorts, and I can't think of it because I wasn't going to tell it like this, but, but whatever it is, my mind is blank, that follows the jet stream. Thank you for coming back to me, memory. Jet stream. There's a jet stream, and if that balloon is anywhere in the vicinity of that jet stream, it gets sucked into that jet stream and pulled into that jet stream as if to follow the purpose of the jet for a moment's time. And it's like he was a jet stream or a jet 
passing by me and he created this jet stream and my balloon floated into that jet stream and all of a sudden there was purpose in that jet stream and I was lacking purpose and when I connected to that purpose it pulled me out of of a, of a cloud and it was like all of a sudden I had purpose again I understood where I was standing to where I needed to go so I was connected into that purpose so in that moment it changed everything I started to get so involved with that word purpose. I wrote the word purpose on my mirror and every morning I would read the word purpose and I would say to myself, I'm going to live today on purpose. I am going to be purposeful about this. I'm going to be purposeful about that. And all of a sudden it was like I turned into a big ball of purpose and I became passionate about about purpose. I started to look at things that came in my life. Is this going to be um, going to help me with my purpose is this going to help me get to where I'm trying to go if not I'm kicking it out because I want to be about purpose and if I was about purpose I was going to be about my father's business all because I was living a life on purpose it was not going to be what I was doing it was going to be who I was and so when I was making decisions it was just second nature to say is this going to help my purpose no it's not I'm not doing it or is this going to help my purpose yes I am it's going to be in my life and I just started making life decisions this is going to be beneficial for my purpose etc and all the a sudden it was like I was projected all of a sudden in, in, in just a day span I went from not knowing where I was or what I was doing into a mode into a place over my mind was fixed my heart was set and I knew exactly what I needed to do it took one moment for me to lay aside a weight that was so easily besetting me and it all happened because of the word purpose and I got involved with this purpose and I got purpose into my spirit and I got passionate into my spirit about that purpose so it was it was potential and then there were problems and then all of a sudden passion for my purpose was developed and it it drove me straight through the wall that was blockading my life it drove me straight through the situations that I had in my life and all of a sudden I looked up and there was nothing in my way all of a sudden I looked up and I was free to go and do what I wanted to do I was free to go into the deeps with God I was free to go into the places and the realms of God that had created for me I was free I didn't have weight in my life I had laid aside sin I had laid aside shame I had laid aside guilt I had laid aside uh, the weights even the weights that come along in our lives there it's heavy and, and it doesn't have to be sin it can just be a weight it can be something that's in my life that don't belong and it weighs me down that I can't move like I need to move so I gotta pray and I gotta get this stuff out of my spirit because it will cause my purpose to die it will cause my purpose to have potential and it will have potential to go and be great that it will stop me at good or, or it stopped me at mediocre because I don't have passion for my purpose and so my purpose will die because it will land in the place of problems and never get free from it. I have to use purpose to drive my potential through problems so that I can be successful. So I'm telling you today, this is what I wanted to tell you. If you've made a mistake, get over it. If you've made a decision that wasn't beneficial to your spirit, okay, fine. You made a mistake. Live a life of repentance. If you will live a life of repentance, Repentance is where you started. Repent, be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. These are the keys to the kingdom. Jesus looks at Simon Peter. He says, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom. That's what he said to Simon Peter. It's a Bible. You can look it up. I'm going to give you the keys. Whatsoever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Here are your keys. And they go to Simon Peter. They say, what do we do to be saved? Simon Peter says, well, I got the keys right here. Here's what you do. Repent. 
Be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. That's why I don't get involved with conversations about debating if there's one God or multiple gods uh, or there's Trinity, etc. I don't get involved with the, if you have to be baptized specifically in Jesus' name or can you do the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. I don't get involved in those conversations. The only thing that I say is the Bible says this. You must be born of the water and of the Spirit. So I'm born in my natural birth, and then I'm born of the Spirit. How am I born of the Spirit? Well, the Spirit of God, the Comforter comes in me, whereby I cry, Abba, Father. How does that work? Well, Simon Peter, who Jesus gave the keys to the kingdom, said, this is how you get in. This is how you get to that place. He said, repent. Be baptized in Jesus' name for the messenger of sin, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This is what the man who Jesus said had the keys to the kingdom said. So that's what I am going to do. You can do whatever you decide. I'm not going to come against you. I'm not going to agree, but I'm not going to come against you. But as for me in my house, we're going to follow what Simon Peter said because he's the first person that was asked, how do we get from here to there? And he said, well, this is the key. And so that's what we do. We have the key and that's what we do. But, but I digress. The purpose is this. How did I start my foundation? I started on repentance. That's how I got here. That's how I got to this place. And so if I'm going to build a house, I'm not going to lay a foundation and then build on that for a while and then go and lay another foundation. That's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to lay a foundation and continue on that foundation. I'm not going to lay a foundation and then start a new foundation. So what was my foundation? It was repentance. So I'm going to build on repentance for a while. Then I'm going to build on repentance some more because the only way that I'm going to get from a one-story flat foundation to a two-story, three-story, four-story, depending on how much you want to clean your house uh, place, the only way that I'm getting to that is if I keep a repented spirit about me. If I stay in a place of repentance, I can remove everything that comes against me, whether it be of my own hand or whether it be by the adversary against my soul. I can be free from those things if I live a life of repentance. Build on repentance. Build your life on repentance, and you will be free. You will not have weight that so easily besets you. You will not have sin that sticks with you and causes you to have more sin. Because if you're walking around with guilt or shame, whatever, you are susceptible, and you will lose faith, and you will let doubt come into your life, and you will be susceptible to the adversary. But if you will simply live a repented life and keep a repented spirit and let it flow through you freely, daily, freely, hourly, then God can do whatever he wants to in your life because you're free. And he died on a cross so that you will have that liberty and that freedom. That's what you have for God. So you do not have to carry every weight and every sin. In fact, you shouldn't carry any because God is here and he's saying, if you will just give this to me, if you will just take purpose in your hand and you will let it drive you through these problems, I'll be with you. I'll carry you through this, this thing, but I can't do it for you. You have to do it yourself. I'm going to give you a, let you be a moral free agent so you can decide. But I admonish you this day to decide to live freely, to lay aside the weights, to lay aside the sin, and then live a repentant life. Because if you can do that, the possibilities, well, they're endless. The possibilities are endless. 
And that's how I want to live. I want to live with endless possibilities. I want to live where God can do whatever he wants. He can open blind eyes. He can teach me how to be a better person. He can He can bless my family and my home. He can, he can give me things and he will give you things. He can do whatever he wants. He can use me. I can have a relationship with him. I don't have to worry about what's coming because who I have with me in my life because he can control everything. He can help me overcome anything. Be free. Have liberty. How do I do it? Well, it's easy. Keep repenting. Keep giving it to God. It's not in my control, God. I made I made another mistake, but I'm not going to take ownership. I'm going to repent. I did it, and I'm sorry, and I want to move on. Boom. Let it change because you have a capacity to do great things. Greater things shall these do. And you are the latter. So God is going to do great things. Let God use you. You are great. You are wonderful. You are powerful. And God wants to use you. I love you, Hyphen. I hope that God uses you. I hope that he blesses you. And anybody else that's listening to this podcast, I hope it made a difference. I hope it impacts you. And I hope that you leave this and and put this thing down, your phone down, and that you let God talk to you. Our music is doing some crazy stuff. I hadn't ever listened to it this long. Anyways, God bless you. I love you. Hope you have a great week. I'll see you again next weekend. We're going to have a lot of fun. Love you guys. Praying for you daily. Have a great weekend. Or next week, excuse me. God bless.